Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. Coming up on episode 56 of Anchor Persons. We're just kind of going to do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is Anchor Persons Relaxed. Getting personal. Yep. In the new year, for at least the immediate future, we're mm-hmm. just going to kind of take it easy. We're still going to talk about the news a little bit, but, you know, we've been working really hard and the holiday season was not the happiest for us so probably shouldn't have shared that who cares it's fine nobody listens it's just me and you and jaron and tim so what would you like to talk about greg well um our plan was folks just to kind of look at some news items that Mm -hmm. piqued our interest talk about them Uh, like for instance uh i saw a thing the other day Mm mm-hmm well, actually, maybe you want to talk about this because you sent me a link to a thing that referenced it, that uh, J.K. Rowling, as if that poor lady did not have enough problems. That poor lady. Okay. Enough of you social justice <laughs> warriors piling on. If if that terrible turf billionaire didn't have enough problems. <laughs> well, now people are bringing attention. I'm sorry, I'm opening a package as we're talking. I hope that's not too disruptive. Gonna no, that's 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 fine. I'm used to people on the phone with me whipping out their package all the time. So, well, it's because you charge four ninety nine a minute for it. You got to get right down to business. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first minute is free. A minute's all I need, baby. <laughs> okay. That's that's right, and that's on a podcast, so that's true. Spread it around. Tell your friends. And that's why, that's why it's free. It's it's but, it's the pity rate, <laughs> right? Where just oh, you poor dear. There, that yes. one's on the house. <laughs> it's not my fault. I was born with a cabbage for a head. That is a kids in the hall reference, but I don't remember the skit. Okay, cabbage head is the skit. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but um, that does track. That I learned funny was from other things. Well, then that's only natural. And what better teachers than the good people of Kids in the Hall? Or any Canadians, really. Like, they are the funniest people. I don't know. I'm going to have to really think think about that. I'm going to have to think about that. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not trying to start an argument about it, but I'm going to have to really think about it. Well, and I'm, I'm I'm not trying to you know cast any aspersions against any other nationality because everyone has like every every culture has some form of comedy one would presume i was gonna say except white supremacy but then they've got dennis miller so and i guess that's kind kind of supposed to be comedy dennis miller actually in the 80s i thought was funny no he really was he really was but then 
I don't know what happened. Sometime after 9-11, he just went, he didn't just go like hard right. He started, like the humor started really suffering. And the reference, the pop referencing that he would do started to become morning zoo radio kind of stuff. Well, he, he just lost his edge. Yeah. And, you know, you can't really... As a comedian, there's this whole shtick, this whole idea that, like, you're telling truth to power. And I think that's largely, you know, self-serving, egotistical horseshit. It but is. There's, there's also a grain of truth to it. And when your whole shtick as a comedian is, you know, at this time it was the Bush administration... When your mm-hmm. whole shtick is, I'm just going to believe whatever these people in power tell us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. You've, you've lost your edge as a comedian. I'm sorry. Well, and and he does a fair amount of punching down, too, which I, I guess he didn't get the memo, but you, you don't really do that anymore. It doesn't fly anymore. Like, even, even Lisa Lampanelli got that memo, you know? Yeah, famous classy lady, Lisa Lampanelli. You know, she's figured it out. Well, and, you know, you know, you want to talk about comedians who, who were always ahead of the curve. George Carlin, in like the 80s, was explaining that punching down is just not real comedy. Right. Okay, so um, I've what got I'd a story re- here I want to talk oh, yeah. about. Okay, uh, we never did get to the one that I wanted to talk about. But oh, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear your story. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you know, John Stewart has called out J.K. Rowling for the fact that um, the goblins in the Harry Potter movies and books are clearly meant to be Jews. And I gotta say, I was ahead of the curve on this one too, because when those movies first came out, I was like, holy shit, are you guys seeing this? And everybody said I was crazy, but this is the burden that I bear being smarter than literally everyone. They definitely have some of those, you know, stereotypes that that have often been attributed to Jewish peoples. Like, I can absolutely see that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're clearly greedy little hunchbacked hook-nosed monsters who love gold. And we, and that is like those are things that have been lobbed as like a characterization of Jewish people for a long time. So yeah. I, I think it's a fair comparison. I don't think he's off base. So, so you're saying that Jews are goblins? No, because <laughs> no. you just you just said it was a fair comparison. I'm just I'm just no. trying to see where you're at. No, I'm saying that Jon Stewart's comparison of the way Jews are portrayed with these goblins is a fair comparison. It's a fair assessment of the situation, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no, he's dead on. Like, there's there's no possibility of a mistake. Right. I mean, you... I, you I'm gonna take out this. the part there where you accused me of anti-Semitism. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I get that. I mean... You are kind of using your power as the editor to to make yourself cast yourself in a better light, but I mean, I would too if I, I mean, held. I use my power as an demons. editor to cast you in a better light a lot of the time, my friend. <laughs> it, it's true, you do. That's a hundred percent accurate. But I mean, 
I would say that although I, I might have some views that some people would consider radical, they're on the other end of the spectrum. I'm going to cut well, out everything that's not comedy in this show. All right. Well, I mean, if you do that. <laughs> it's going to be two minutes of audio. <laughs> it's a short-ass show. <laughs> I don't know how much of this was... How much of it, though, is, is J.K. Rowling and how much is the director of the films? I, th- I think the director of the first film was uh, Chris Columbus. Oh, yeah. Notoriously not not great with minorities. Yeah, I mean, you know, what he did to the Arawaks in Cuba was just yeah, incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's hard to believe that just... A short time ago, we were celebrating Chris Columbus on Chris Columbus Day. Yeah, well, you know, history is funny like that, you know? Yeah. You learn as you go, really. Right. Um, one ge- one generation's hero is the next generation's villain, or in our case, the guy from a couple weeks ago. Right. I, I haven't read any <laughs> any uh, of Rowling's response to the uh, the backlash, but one would assume that she probably just doubled down. Um, oh yeah, she's because she's not a... that seems to be her playbook. Well, when you're a billionaire, you don't have to spend a lot of time on reflection. Well, about the only other thing that I have to say is, as a general rule, you see these people who are now in incredibly privileged positions just mm-hmm. doing really dumb shit and you're like how could they have possibly thought that was a good idea well i'll tell you why they didn't have to think about it because privilege means not having to wonder if your ideas are good or not it's true yeah so that's why they all do dumb shit all the time all right so alexa the the story is this girl was like looking for physical challenges because she and her mom were doing this like physical challenge thing where they're trying to get in shape and stuff and uh, she asked Alexa for a new challenge, and Alexa said, "Here's a challenge: uh, pull a plug out of a socket halfway and put a penny between the prongs." Now, was this an actual Alexa thing, or was it was it hacked? What's the scoop no, here? no, no? See, the way digital assistants work is when you ask them a question, if they don't have something pre-programmed, they'll just pull the internet for the solution. So. It's, it's very likely Alexa just found a website that referenced this challenge. I guess it was an existing known challenge from TikTok. The challenge to electrocute yourself? Right. Yes. Well, dude, these things, it's one of my biggest nightmares as a parent because these things circulate all the time. These very dangerous, I don't know why they're always called challenges. Well, because... Like, do you get bragging rights for dying? Well, because people know that you shouldn't do dares, right? That only an idiot does a dare. Right. But if you call it a challenge... I mean, mean, with one exception, and that's Hmm. Marty McFly. Well, in in fairness to him, do do you want people going around saying you're chicken? Right. Do you you want to be known as G the chicken? In his case, it's the one weakness that unlocks every other aspect of those movies. So... You have to let it slide. You do. Literally, the space-time continuum depends on Marty's incredibly fragile ego. Right. To this <laughs> to this childish, antique insult. I mean, can you imagine? Because we both grew up in the 80s. Uh-huh. And when we were kids, like, 
If somebody called you a chicken, would that move you to any kind of action at all? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Right. It was whatever rhetorical power the word chicken had was dead by that point. I dare you to jump out of this tree and land on your knees. No. What are you, chicken? No, I'm smart. Mm, True. True. So, yeah. uh, I mean... This 10-year-old girl was smart enough not to do what the challenge suggested. So, there's mom has that to, to be proud of. But she obviously raised the alarm about the situation, and it, it went pretty viral, the story. Well, and this is my whole problem with the, the digital assistance, the internet of shit, mm-hmm. you know, that they're trying to foist on everybody. Because they're trying to say, oh, you've got a smart refrigerator, you've got a smart toaster, you've got your little digital assistant. They're not smart. They're stupider and worse than they were when they were just inert machines. It's true. But, I mean, what can you do about it? Well, just don't participate. I live in a single wide trailer that was built in 1974. The most sophisticated piece of electronics in it I am talking into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... That's about all we got. Yeah. Go live in the desert in a trailer. That is my advice. Are you asking me to move in with you? I'm so lonely, Gene. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about the, how about your next story? What's uh, what's up? What do you got? Lay it on. Okay. Well, the uh, New York state uh, correctional uh, facilities, the New York state prison system, utilized a faulty drug test that caused 1,652 people to be wrongfully punished for using drugs in prison using faulty tests that the manufacturers knew were faulty and that prison officials knew were faulty and kept using them. Oh, shit. Yes. Have you ever seen the Netflix docu-series How to Fix a Drug Scan? Uh, No, I haven't seen that. Oh my God, you need to watch it. It is incredible. And it is this kind of story. Except in this case, it was the testing done by a laboratory um, in, in two, two different cases. In one of them, the lady was full on fabricating the results of the tests. Mm-hmm. In the other one, the lady was sampling the drugs. Oh, you know what? I've heard both of those stories, but I've not um, I've not seen any documentary about it, so I will have to look at that. Yeah, it's it's a pretty incredible story of the same kind of like malfeasance. So, what happens now? Like, what do do we do? Is is there anything that can be done for these prisoners who were punished? Like, what 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 restitution is there for them? Well, probably nothing. Yeah, probably. Uh, Because in prisons, the cruelty is the point. Uh, I did read this story earlier today. Let me just scroll through and see if there is anything that's actually going to be done for these people. Or if it's just going to be things continually done to them. Okay. Okay, so it looks like the remedy is they're now using different drug tests. Uh, They will no longer allow solitary confinement as punishment for failing a drug test. Uh, They've contracted with a different company for drug tests. And then they have expunged the disciplinary records of the people who were given false positives for drugs. The entire disciplinary record? I mean, presumably just for their 
whatever drug offense they were supposed to have done. I feel like, I feel like that's not enough. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not. Well, I mean, you know, these people have been brutalized, but I feel, I feel like you get punished for something you did not do. You deserve, you know, double the good back on the other side of it. Well, here's the thing about prisons though, Gene. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. Cause I just, but in, in, okay. So in theory, right. It's uh-huh. the, it's the very fact that you're in prison. It's your isolation from your loved ones, your removal from the fabric of society, the disruption to your life. That's the punishment, right? Right. But imagine a world where that was the only thing that happened to you. You mean Norway? Right. Right. Imagine that in this country where there was no extra cruelty or brutality added on to it. Right. That you that you just served your sentence in a prison. People right. in this country would throw a fucking fit. They would lose I, their goddamn minds. I know. I know. Because we are the most wrong-headed country in the world. I mean, maybe well, not the most, but we're I, up there. We're, we're definitely higher on the list than I would I mean, like. I mean, we have those stripes is all I'm saying. I mean, would I rather go to prison in Saudi Arabia? Probably not. No, probably not. Yeah, but there are these weird, you know, sort of conflations that people make and these leaps of logic that people make. I, I don't know. I don't, I, does it does it all stem from the Bible? Because I feel like it does. I feel like it's all that eye for an eye bullshit. Well, the Bible is, and you can quote me on this, Gene, because we are being recorded and broadcasting it to the ether. It is a staggeringly cruel document. That's true. That's absolutely true. And it is, it is, and I I will continue, not something that you should base your life on. No. I mean, that said, there are parts that I quite like, but uh, yeah, it should not form the basis of your society. But I I don't think that's all of it. I think that there's, for a variety of reasons, uh, Christianity and capitalism and the Mm -hmm. weird dumpster baby that they've created together. Uh, And all this this rabid bootlicking police support, too. Right. You know, because there used to be, there there was a lot more decency in this country in in many ways in decades mm. gone by in since 9-11 this country's gone to shit that's one thing that me and dennis miller agree on well that's i mean it's it's pretty much true my next story uh so this uh mother of four in florida sits down she makes she's she's sitting down to breakfast with her toddlers mm-hmm. and she opens a six dollar bag of cereal and inside she finds $120,000 worth of crystal meth. Nice. The the cereal in question was a Nestle product, Golden Morn Maize and Soya Protein Flakes. Hmm. I've never had the cereal uh, or the substance that she found in it, but, uh, you know, I thought it was an interesting, an interesting story. So this was a sealed box of cereal? Apparently a sealed box of cereal with a pretty big prize inside. Yeah, that's that's outrageously <laughs> good. I mean, 
you know, sell that and buy a house. Right. Sneakily, out from under your parents. (laughs) That's a Breaking Bad reference, sorry. Well, you know, the thing is, is, you know, cops can say, oh, this is worth this much, but, you know, let me step on it a few times. I can triple that amount. Right. Boom. Or, or, you know, the, the drug testers can just use all the crystal meth. So there's that. Well, think of how many more drug tests they're going to be able to do. Efficiency. That's what they're all about. Yeah. In one case, that lady was doing drug testing while on LSD. Man, I I can't understand people who are like that, who get high at work. Why? You're at work. The worst place to be high. Yeah, it really is. Unless you're a forest ranger. Like... If I was a forest ranger, I'd be fucked up all day long because you're out in the forest. Right. There's a, a, a stunning creepypasta series about forest rangers. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. A, I think I think the title is I'm a search and rescue officer with the U.S. Forest Service. Oh, was that the one about the guy who who like met a ghost woman? No, no. So. It's a it's a series of posts and all of them include some little creepy factoids and things and then there's a lot of talk about like staircases that you just find out in the woods that seemingly lead to nowhere. That's fun. I I I really love a good creepy pasta. Well, same, same, yeah. Did I ever did I ever show you that YouTube channel Local 58? You did. Did you love that cuz I loved that. It was all right. That's the one that kept getting taken over. I think some of them were. I mean, yes. I just remember. Also, I just remember terrorists being involved in one episode. Um, yeah, there sort of was, and that one was really funny. Yeah. I, I feel like Local Fifty Eight did it predate Welcome to Night Vale because I feel like it's in the same vein. I mean, it kind of is. You know, if we had been smart, we should have just done. Uh, we should have just done Welcome to Night Vale. Because that's a very popular podcast. Yeah, if we had done Welcome to Night Vale, you you know, we would not need to win the Powerball. Well, I mean, you know, if you win the Powerball, you still have more money than the Welcome to Night Vale guys. I mean, that's that's true. They're doing all right. They're doing great for podcasters. They're doing better than I am. (laughs) Right. No, it looks like um, Local 58 started in 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know Welcome to yeah, Night, Night Vale, vale was before that. So. Yeah, Night Vale predates that. So, interesting. Okay. Night Vale is just so goddamn ingenious. So, in you know, we, we, we've been speaking about cops a fair amount tonight. Um, and we do believe that ACAB, right? Emphasis on the B. Because in Chile this week... 10,000 bees joined a protest and seven police officers were stung. Nice. Now, were these the same bees that killed the guy in the Amazon? I don't know. Maybe. Um, They've got a real taste for it now. So apparently beekeepers actually brought these, brought about 10,000 bees out to... <laughs> oh, fuck, really? <laughs> the police. Oh. <laughs> Oh, they weaponized their bees. It was a, it was an environmental protest because the bees are dying. 
Sammy. So they brought their bees and released them on purpose. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, God, that's good. That is some Bond villain shit right there. Now, I will say this, though. When you unleash a swarm of 10,000 bees on someone, mm-hmm. you are responsible for whatever happens to them. That's true. No, I'm saying that's a that's a weapon you've turned on someone, so... No, no, yeah. I agree, Oprah Winfrey. What the fuck is this Oprah? I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> I mean, a, I know I know who Oprah Winfrey is. There's a viral video of Oprah Winfrey telling everyone that they want a car and doing a little dance. Oh, and only, and only it's, it's it, instead they've replaced the car with bees. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so funny. But, uh, well, I mean, like me, for example, I'm allergic to bees. I, I am pro- also allergic to bees. So that's a that's something we have in common. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if you if you turn a bunch of bees on someone, you don't know what you're going to get. It's like peanut butter. If you were to right. br- bring a peanut butter hose to a protest and spray everybody down with peanut butter, most people are like, "Hey, this is delightful." I I'm but certainly someone someone goes into anaphylactic shock and, you know, it's it's on you. Right. So just you know, be mindful of what you're doing. Be prepared to accept the consequences. I'm not saying, and I want to be absolutely clear, I'm not saying don't unleash bees on cops. I'm just saying there's going to be consequences. You should unleash bees at cops. All right. How about let's move on to another story. All right. I kind of just want to talk about the metaverse for a second. Okay. Okay. And this is this is kind of general, just because I'm seeing a lot of metaverse stories, right? Now, for those of you who live rich, full lives off of the internet and haven't heard about it, the metaverse is Facebook's attempt to rebrand itself as anything other than a crazy-making machine for old people. So they're saying, oh, no, no, Facebook is just a tiny portion of our business now. We're meta and we we want the metaverse, which is you put on virtual reality goggles and you experience retail outlets in a whole new way. <laughs> but Capitalism is so fucking stupid. It's, it's the worst thing that, yeah. So there's this new video that's come out of the idea of virtually shopping at Walmart. <laughs> Gene, have you seen have you seen the no. virtual You I, should check have... it. You should check it out. Okay. You you want to know what it's like to shop at Walmart in the metaverse? <laughs> Do they have more than one check stand open? Well, see, this is the thing that's unclear from from this video. It's not clear if you're in the Walmart and wearing a VR headset or if you're like at home shopping the Walmart virtually or if you're somehow in the Walmart but not shopping, that you're just standing there wearing VR while you're inside the Walmart. It's not clear what's actually happening. Okay, so I'm watching it now and a little cart comes up along with a, oh, hey, it's the... Walmart Digital Assistant. And we've got our shopping list and we've got some digital items in our basket. Why do we need all this? Why can't we just order it online? Because then you don't get the 
the genuine experience of virtually interacting with a virtual assistant. And like physically putting the item in the cart. <sighs> virtually. I I can't even process how dumb this is. Gene, you're Greg. in the metaverse. You're wearing a virtual reality helmet. This is the future. The future is fucking dumb, Greg. We have all dreamed that someday we could have the experience of shopping at Walmart from the comfort of our own homes or possibly from inside a Walmart. It's unclear, but that day has finally come. But you know, between this and NFTs and, and crypto and all this dumb bullshit, yeah, we really have just run out of ideas, haven't we? I don't, I don't know that we've run out of ideas, but it feels like, you know, the culture at large is only embracing like the same stuff. And I, I, so that, I guess that, you know, that's the old question is, is whether they're just swallowing up what they're being fed and we're only giving them bad ideas, but like good ideas happen all the time. I can't remember the last time I heard a good idea. I just heard that someone was using a xenotransplanted um, uh, pig parts to uh, heal epileptic seals. I don't know how that works, but I'm excited about it. To cure seals with epilepsy. And it's proven to be ridiculously effective. Epilepsy's got to be tough on a seal. Because oh, yeah. If you're a seal and you have a seizure, you're underwater, probably. Right. And that's <laughs> that's not a great place to be when you're having a seizure. Right. So, so I'm glad we're treating them first because it seems like they need it the most. This is, is going to be a brief story. In Missouri, a TV anchor who happened to be of uh, Korean descent had covered a segment mentioning, you know... New Year's meals and uh, and she said at the end of the segment that she ate dumpling soup and explained it's what a lot of Korean people do and a viewer called in and this is a quote okay mm -hmm. hi this evening your Asian anchor mentioned something about being Asian and Asian people eat dumplings on New Year's Day and I kind of take offense to that because what if one of your white anchors said well white people eat this on New Year's Day I don't think it was very appropriate that she said that. She was being very Asian. I don't know. She can keep her Korean to herself. All right. Sorry. It was annoying because if a white person would say that, they would get fired. So say something about what white people eat. All right. Thank you. So I'm not clear what they want to happen. I'm not either. Like, it, it so, really seems like so it was the Asian-ness of the Korean first off, Right. She's not making a generalization about Asian people. Yeah. Ethnicity, if you will. Her ethnicity is Korean, and she was talking about a Korean tradition. It's not like that. The, the sentiment that she was being very Asian and that she was painting all Asian people with the same brush is also pretty racist. Well, yeah. No, the, the whole... The whole tenor of this person's insane commentary is incredibly racist. Like, we agree on that. Yeah. I just... I'm having trouble reconstructing the thought process like she's mad about something. Right. But 
I can't figure it I, out. I, I think this caller was mad because you couldn't say white people drink champagne on New Year's Day. Did That's she can? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Have, you? Yeah. Most people drink champagne on New Year's Day. There aren't a whole lot of things that only white people do apart from like try to <laughs> try to subvert and assert superiority over other races and stuff like that. I have a question for you, Gene, and it's important. When you're drinking champagne on New Year's Eve, okay, and the ball drops, it's midnight. You're still drinking champagne. Have you been drinking for two days? Are you are you drinking champagne on New Year's Day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But I I want to I want to touch on something else mm-hmm. since we're on on the subject of New Year's. So when I was a kid, and, and so I was I went up to my brother's house uh, for New Year's this year, and my brother and I got to talking. And when we were kids, I guess we both had this idea that the ball dropping was them actually dropping a ball from like the top of a building and watching it shatter. I mean, that would rule, and we should do it that way. And when when both of us finally saw the ball drop, it was the most disappointing experience. It's so slow and boring. <laughs> right. What we're going to do is we're going to take this brightly lit ball, and we're going to lower it at a very slow pace, about 15 feet, <laughs> and then... it's yeah it's the least it's it's like the kind of spectacle that you would come up with in 1900 when the only interesting fact about it is that it had electricity and that would be enough to blow everyone's mind so whoever was in charge of creating the ball dropping dropped the ball man is what i'm saying true and and we should we should Take this to 11. 10. 9. 8. <laughs> exactly. Let's launch a ball into space. I mean, we got balls in space. That's true. We got uh, Sputnik. That's true. Since since Blue Origin. That's true. That's true. We're just saying that's true a lot, aren't we? We're, are we stuck in a loop we right are. now? I don't know. Maybe. We've got two balls in space. So that's, that's something. Did you hear about uh, the top execs at Google? Oh, that they, they all got uh, a little million-dollar paycheck? Um. Right. After deciding to uh, to not uh, increase employee pay? Because, of course, why wouldn't they? By not increasing the employee's pay, they've saved them, the company millions and millions and millions of dollars. Why shouldn't they give themselves a $1 million bonus? Well, yeah, I mean, you think about it. Where else could it possibly go? So, I'm... As always, I'm 100% on the side of uh, the uh, tech company executives, and uh, mm-hmm. I wish them a long life and good fortune. Yeah, I know how you love the tech bros. Love them. Love them so much. Now, I found a story here uh, just from today. The Pope says that choosing pets over babies is selfish and diminishes our humanity. Okay. Pope's coming out hot. The thing is, and and I, as popes go, I like this pope. He seems like a fairly chill pope. Yeah. He seems like, you know, he cares about people, but he's still the pope. All right. Yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I do get a little bit annoyed when 
when people take their pet love to kind of an extreme? I mean, I will. I don't. I don't think it's good for the pets. Well, because you know, you know that I love my dog. And, yeah. And just yeah. like I know that you love your cats. They're not. They're not children, though. If somebody starts talking about their fur babies immediately, you're like, "Oh, this person has fucked up values. I don't have to listen to them." Yeah. Well, no, that's true. But but the thing is, like, I I just don't I I don't think, you know, a a dog. Um passes obedience school I don't know that you need to send out a card to the entire family there of the graduation there photo. aren't people that do that are there oh there oh, are God there absolutely are have you ever heard of Stephanie Motto mm, is that Lady Gaga it's not Lady Gaga no then no so she was I guess a reality TV star um, she was on 90 Day Fiancé. I've never seen it, so I don't know what that is. But um, after appearing on TV, she started a company where she would sell jars of her own farts. Cool. On the internet. And she she made six figures doing Hell this. Hell yeah. How much does a fart go for? She, pulled, she charged $1,000 per jar and she sold 200 of them. Now, is this just for her farts, or is can, do you think anybody's farts would fetch that much? I think this is just because it's her farts. Okay. How much do you think I could get for mine? I mean, you know me. You know I'm I'm a celebrity and also very handsome. Um, uh-huh. What do you think my farts would be worth ballpark? Probably more than mine. I mean... Because I have... I have so many farts. You're, you're flooding the market. Right. And your house. Like... Right. Apparently, the the things that she was eating gave her such bad gas that she thought she was having a heart attack. Mm, That can happen. And so she had to stop. She went to the ER and she she realized she had to stop. However, and this will make you super happy, Greg. Guess what she's doing now? She's selling NFTs. She's selling a digital fart jar that will be available as a non fungible token. So it's. It's the certificate of ownership for a picture of a fart. Of a, a picture of a fart in a jar. Yes. This isn't real. Like, <laughs> this no. is this is 100% no, real. No, I'm not talking about story. the story. I mean reality. What, what right, we think right. of as reality. This is, I want out. Whoever is listening, okay? Let me out. I don't, I don't care what the real world is like. I want to see it. Let me out. Okay, I'm done. I just needed to get that out. I, I hear you. I, I, I hope, I hope that they are listening, and I hope that they care, and I hope that they let me out. <laughs> I want to go outside. I want to see the real sun. I have just one more story to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to lay something else on me first. Yeah, absolutely. Let me uh, find something real quick here. Okay, this one's a fun one. Um, there was a guy in Maine who tried to mm-hmm. um, shoot fireworks off of his head and died pretty much instantly. Yikes! That is a... Uh, let me ask a question. Was <laughs> Did Alexa tell him to do this? <laughs> No, apparently he thought this was a great idea, and his friends okay. his friends tried to talk him out of it because he was trying to 
set a, a mortar, like a one of those big mortar fireworks. He put it on his head and was going to light it off of his head. And his friends told him, don't do that. You'll oh, die. That's... Yeah. Yeah, because it's a rocket. Like, right. You know. The, the, the explosive force of what you have on your head is enough to kill several people. Well, it's Newton's third law, isn't it? I mean, if the the force that the rocket goes up with is the same force it pushes against the ground with. Right. So like, yeah, you're you're blowing your own head off. And his friends tried to explain this to him, and they thought that they had persuaded him to not kill himself, and he did it anyway. Uh-huh. And uh, so he died like immediately. He looks like the kind of guy who would do something like this. Um, he was, uh, he used to play Gaston at Disney World as one of the, uh, Disney World performers. And just looking at him, I mean, costume aside, he looks, yeah, he looks like the kind of kid who would definitely kill himself with fireworks, even after a bunch of people told him not to. It's still kind of sad to me. Well, I mean, I guess it's sad when anybody accidentally murders themselves by just being too dumb to live. But yeah, but it, it goes. To... I, I I think I'm more more sad for the friends because I mean I, I yeah they tried to dissuade him, but you gotta. I mean I would. I would feel like I hadn't done enough. Right. Well, you you would always think, well, if he was going to keep fucking around, we should have just grabbed him and wrestled him to the ground. But I don't have any friends dumb enough to set a mortar off on their head. So. And honestly, if you did, you're better off. I guess. Well, from the sound of it, he felt no pain. Yeah, probably not. The big thing I wanted to talk about this week is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, yes. I love a good Marjorie the, Taylor Greene. The blessing that just just keeps on giving. Over the holidays, Marjorie um, called Kwanzaa, quote, a fake religion created by a psychopath. Kwanzaa's not... Never mind. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> there's there's yes. going to be a lot to unpack in this story, I'm sure. But do continue. So this is not really a story so much as like sort of three connected mm-hmm. things. You know, Twitter has now suspended her personal account permanently. Mm-hmm. She has repeatedly violated their policies by spreading misinformation and just t- tweeting dumb stuff, too. I mean, that doesn't necessarily violate policies. People do it all the time. But the uh, the, the the misinformation is, I think, more why she ended up getting blocked. Anyway, in her, her response, I don't know if, if you caught the response, but she said, uh, we will never forgot. That's great. <laughs> I love Which, that woman. I do. <laughs> it's just, she can't do anything a hundred percent right. And it continues to be the funniest thing. She is going to be the president of the United States someday. <laughs> she this probably is, is. This is 100, my 100% sincere prediction. I think we got maybe one or two presidents left before the whole system falls apart. Right. Right, right, and she's probably the second. At the last most, one, like we're we're in the late right. Roman Empire stage, where we're just electing syphilitic madmen who are putting their horses in the Senate. That's yeah. that's a hundred percent where we're at. It's where we've been at for a minute, and um, I think I think she has the potential to be our last president. 
I believe in her that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently she was also um, uh, suspended from Facebook only for 24 hours or something. So the Jewish space lasers nuked her account, or was that the other one? The, she's she's I, I, Jewish space yeah. lasers, right? <laughs> I, I think it's goblin space lasers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Got to be politically correct with the new terms these days, right? I swear <laughs> to God. It's a world gone mad. Oh, this is this is OT. But did I tell you, I've decided, I've been thinking about this for a minute. It is time for us as a society to reboot All in the Family. Oh, yeah? yeah? The show, it's got to come back. Old people have never been more wild. And they need a show to make them think that they're the hero, but that everyone else laughs at because they're a buffoon. Yeah. Okay. Alternatively, you can switch it around and it can be like a family ties situation where the old Archie Bunker guy is like an old, you know, radical leftist and his kids are like Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris types. (laughs) All right. Because, you know, their parents were Marxists and they turned into these... Alex P. Keaton, fuck nuts. We we have all different stripes of politicians, and and not a one of them is very likable. But at least Marjorie Taylor Greene is really entertaining. Well, I will say, in the sense that like she's a horrible person, but she she wrote every single year more than six hundred thousand people in the U.S. die from cancer, and the country has never shut down once. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Well, she actually wrote that. But like, but like, for why though? She doesn't. She doesn't really understand that diseases are contagious, does she? No, that's the thing. Is I think she thinks that cancer is 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 transmissible in the same way that COVID is. You know, we normally do our our final segment, person to person and person. I do want to thank our bros at Brose and uh, Adam West who normally does our voiceovers. I might not use those voiceovers in this episode. I might actually just completely replace the music um, for, for these sort of uh, more relaxed episodes. Until next time, this is Gene Person saying, you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying, let me out! Let me out! Good night. <laughs>